Hi, I'm Dr. Doreen Marshall, and you're listening to ADA Live. Yo. Hi, let's roll. Let's go. Hi, everybody. On behalf of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University and the ADA National Network, I want to welcome you to episode 79, part one of a special series uh, on mental health during the coronavirus outbreak. So I want to welcome you to ADA Live. My name is Barry Whaley. I'm the director at the Southeast ADA Center, and I want to remind you that you can submit your questions about the ADA at any time at adalive.org. The coronavirus, COVID-19, has now become a worldwide pandemic, and among the populations who are most susceptible and vulnerable and at higher risk of becoming infected and seriously ill are people who have disabilities uh, resulting from chronic health conditions such as heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, as well as people like me who are over age 60. So across the U.S., many folks have been sheltering in place for at least a couple of weeks now, and with our self-quarantine comes worry, stress, anxiety, maybe sadness or frustration. So we wanted to talk about that today. Our guest is Dr. Doreen Marshall, and we'll be discussing what we can all do to take care of our mental health in these unprecedented times. So, Dr. Marshall, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Dr. Marshall, you recently wrote an article protecting your mental health during the coronavirus outbreak. And it's interesting is that particular title is on a resource page we've developed on coronavirus that, that we'll talk about later in the episode. And it was just a great article. In that article, you share some tips for folks who are dealing with worry, with stress, with anxiety. So let's start with what are some strategies those of us who are feeling overwhelmed can practice to take care of ourselves? That's a great question, and I think, and certainly was one of the reasons I wrote the article. This situation that we find ourselves in with COVID-19 is is really um, uncharted territory uh, for us as individuals, families, and, and certainly as a country. You know, I think the most important thing I can convey to folks right now is to not forget about the basics, meaning doing the things that we already know take care of our physical health because that has a great impact on our mental health as well. So doing things like trying to keep regular bedtimes and making sure that you're drinking enough water and trying to like stay away from the temptation to consume a lot of junk food right now. Those things that we can do to take care of our physical health will also help us be more resilient in terms of our mental health. You know, the other thing I've been really talking to folks about is to try not to get too far ahead in our thinking. I think a lot of worry and anxiety comes from the things we look way ahead to think about. And if as much as possible, if we could try and keep ourselves in the moment, and to deal with the next thing in front of us and not think about well, what's going to happen next month or what's going to happen three months from now. I think just facing the things in front of us is really one way people can kind of contain the worry. 
And then the third thing that I've been saying to people that's really important right now is to focus on what you can control. And those are big things and small, right? But the most important thing we can control is just taking a moment to breathe. Uh, When we're all anxious, I think it's very easy to like hold our breath or to be breathing really shallow. And we know deep breath really can help us promote a sense of relaxation right now. That, that's great. Some practical advice. So take care of our physical health. Don't get out of our usual routines. Don't get ahead in our thinking. I think that's very important. And then focus on what we can control because a lot of this we just cannot control. So excellent advice. Dr. Marshall, I am curious though, because some folks listening today, obviously along with the pandemic, we have the economic collapse. And and so folks may be worried about food or money or or housing, you know, perhaps they've, they've lost their job. So what are some strategies that might help folks who have those worries? Well, I I think those are um, important and legitimate worries. You know, one of the things we know is that when our basic sense of kind of safety and functioning in the world is threatened, that makes all of our anxieties higher and worse. But I think one thing to remind and reassure ourselves about is that, you know, there has never been a time when we've been more connected as a society, um, when we've been more aware of each other's struggles. And and when that connectedness happens, I think what also comes along with it is more solutions. So, you know, what I'm seeing happen is that people are getting really creative about how to support one another, how to make sure that people are staying connected and and including around those basic needs. Um, I've seen lots of um, people just kind of finding each other toilet paper right now um, and doing those things that I think help promote our our sense of connectedness as a society. So if I were talking to someone who is really worried about the basics right now, the few things I I would say to them is to not be afraid to reach out because there are people who are helping each other and to not be afraid to put that out there and say, you know, I'm I'm having this situation where I'm in need. I think what we'll find is that there are lots of people who are ready to help each other. And then the other piece of advice, maybe if you if you're living alone and feeling uncertain, is to do your best to stay connected, however that means, whether that's uh, staying connected via phone or staying connected if you have technology available through video chats. There's lots of online groups right now to support one another. I mean, really using the technology that's available to us to stay connected to those resources as much as we can. That's very good advice. So we know that in times of crisis, that the best side of us comes out you know, someone who may be struggling, all they have to do is ask. So that's very good. And living alone, you know, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. And we'll talk about that in a minute in that isolation. I want to stop for a moment, ADA Live listening audience, if you have questions about this topic or any other ADA Live topics, you can submit your questions online at adalive.org, or you can call the Southeast ADA Center at 1-404-541- 9001. Again, that's 404 541 9001. 
Let's pause for a word from our featured organization, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, or AFSP, was established in 1987 and is a voluntary health organization that gives those affected by suicide a nationwide community empowered by research, education, and advocacy to take action against this leading cause of death. AFSP is dedicated to saving lives and bringing hope to those affected by suicide. AFSP creates a culture that is smart about mental health by engaging in the following core strategies. Funding scientific research, educating the public about mental health and suicide prevention, advocating for public policies in mental health and suicide prevention, supporting survivors of suicide loss and those affected by suicide is our mission. Headquartered in New York and with a public policy office in Washington, D.C., AFSP has local chapters in all 50 states with programs and events nationwide. Learn more about AFSP by visiting their website, afsp.org. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. We've been discussing how to take care of our mental health in this unprecedented time of the coronavirus outbreak. Let me ask another question, if I could. What if I notice that perhaps somebody I live with or somebody that I care about is experiencing anxiety and depression? What are some strategies? What are some things that that I can do to help, Dr. Marshall? I think the most important thing right now is to keep the dialogue open. If someone in your life is struggling or maybe they were struggling with anxiety or depression before this even happened and now you're wondering, you know, how are they doing in light of these new stressors? I think just checking in with them regularly, saying, you know, I I know this is a lot and really focusing on kind of the practical things that we can all do with that's within our control. Um, Certainly staying connected to those that might be struggling and and also being okay sharing. This is hard for all of us, but we are in this together and reassuring them. You know, I think part of the, the challenge about anxiety and depression is that it's they're illnesses that really isolate people. Um, and so the more we can do things to reach out, to stay connected, and to not be afraid to ask specific questions, like, how are you doing with your anxiety? Or, you know, how have you been feeling more depressed or since this has all happened? And really b- making it okay to talk about their mental health. I think that's really one of the more important things we can do. W- one other thing I would add is that Resources like the crisis text line and um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline are still in full operation. So if you're alone or if you're worried about someone, you can call and reach out to those lines and they can give you some guidance. Um, And if you're the person struggling, they're accessible to you as well. Uh, Those systems are still in full operation, even with what's happening uh, with COVID-19. If I needed to do that, what, uh, how, how do I do that, Dr. Marshall? 
the, the National Lifeline, the number is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, uh, or 1-800-273-8255. And those numbers run 24-7, so you can call them and they will route you to a trained person. The crisis text line, you can text the word TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. Again, text the word TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. And what you will get is a trained person who will respond to you via text and you can have a text exchange about what's currently happening or what you're concerned about. Great, excellent resources. Thank you so much. Dr. Marshall is, you know, presents a, a uniquely stressful situation for, for certain folks. Uh, I'm thinking about, you know, a friend of mine who um, has quadriplegia and he relies on caregivers uh, to come into his house and, and help him during the day. Also folks um, who have addictions, perhaps folks who live in, in abusive situations who are now forced to be close proximity to someone who may be abusive. So, are, are there some strategies for these folks to, to stay safe while sheltering in place? It's a great question. And I think, you know, we're all doing the best we can right now. And one of the challenges um, that you raise is that folks already have challenges in their lives that this may add some additional problems or additional challenges. I mean, I think as much as people can try and stay connected to support and to their support network, for example, a caregiver that may come to visit to help with physical things, while they may not be able to come in the same way or at the same frequency or, or even at all, to stay connected because what we also get from those caregivers is a sense of emotional support or the sense that we're not alone. Um, and certainly for anyone in an abusive situation, to to stay connected or to reach out to the people who who do help that person have a sense of not being alone. Um, you know, certainly as much as we can make our physical environment safe right now, that's the ideal. Um, but I'm also mindful that there may be folks that are tackling much bigger problems in their lives that really the focus right now is on what we can control and in getting through each day. And so I, I was giving someone this advice just the other day where I said, you know, um, that, that problem was there before all this started and probably will be there after <laughs> this is, all, we're through this. But right now what to focus on are the things you can control and the things that help you have a sense of safety in your own life. And that's gonna be different for each one of us. Um, you know, I think the other piece right now that many people are home um, with other individuals that are home now that aren't usually because they're usually working or at school or other things. And as much as we can be mindful that that's a change in all of our living arrangements that we may need to adjust to and really to be gentle with ourselves as much as we can um, in these times because there is a lot of change happening for all of us. Thank you so much. That's an excellent response. Dr. Marshall, I want to thank you for being with us today. And do you have any final thoughts on staying mentally well in this current situation? Um, one of the things I would just say is that our organization, uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, is really focused right now on helping people 
um, take care of their mental health. And so we are turning out lots of resources, as, as are many organizations, to help people take care of that. And, and those resources are free and also available online. So as much as folks feel ready to consume that kind of information, I'd encourage you to just keep checking in on our website um, and, and looking for the information we're putting out there. Our goal is really to support mental health at this challenging time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Dr. Marshall, thanks for being with us. Thanks for being our guest today and sharing uh, the important work that you're doing in the field of mental health. Um, just excellent resources and excellent conversation with you today. Uh, and I want to thank our ADA Live listeners for joining us as well. Our guest for this episode has been Dr. Doreen Marshall. Uh, she is the Vice President of Programs with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. For questions, comments on this podcast, you can submit them anytime online at adalive.org. And remember, listeners, the Southeast ADA Center has developed a comprehensive resource site for coronavirus information. You can find that site through our website, adasoutheast.org. Please take a look at it. We have a lot of resources specific for folks with disabilities in this very unusual time. As a reminder, you can access all ADA Live episodes on our website. That's adalive.org. Every episode is archived with streamed audio, accessible transcripts, and resources. You can listen to this broadcast on SoundCloud at SoundCloud ADA Live channel. That's soundcloud.com forward slash ADA Live. You can download ADA Live on your mobile device podcast icon by searching for ADA Live listening audience, I also want to remind you that uh, it is the 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We'll celebrate every day and year-round, but especially on July 26th of this year. Check out the ADA Anniversary Toolkit from the Southeast ADA Center and the ADA National Network. The toolkit features logos, social media posts, monthly themes, and other resources to keep the celebration going. That's adaanniversary.org. Finally, if you have questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act, you can submit your questions at any time online at adalive.org, or you can contact your regional ADA center at 1-800-949-4232. That's 1-800-949-4232. Remember, all calls are free and they're confidential. ADA Live is a program of the Southeast ADA Center. Our producer is Celestial Razda with Beth Harrison, Mary Mortar, Emily Ruber, Marsha Schwanke, and me, I'm Barry Whaley. Our music is from Four Wheel City, the movement for improvement. We will see you on the next episode of part two of this series, and stay safe, everybody. Yeah,